You got the skills to back it And we're off And, and we're off it. Welcome to the Michael Romney Podcast Episode no change Who gives a fuck? I think it's 12. It could be 12. I don't know. I remember I did a 12 before. If you're just listening, um, <clears throat> I'm drinking a smoothie because I just worked out and I was, I'm hot and I don't want to be sweaty on camera because <clears throat> I just put concealer on my face and so I'm drinking a cold smoothie with a frozen banana and some ice in it to cool my body down so I don't sweat and I'm hungry and it's delicious. Fuck this microphone's in. Today, I would like to talk about, um, man, a lot of things. Mediocrity, how I've been phoning it in, how I don't know what the meaning of life is. You know, existential fun shit. Um, also, I just know one of my roommates is going to come home and then I'm going to be distracted. I'm going to lose my train of thought. So just warning, I'm alone right now. It's hard. It's weird. It's hard to get into a dialogue by yourself and keep up the momentum when you know someone can hear you just talking to yourself. It's strange. So, like, if I hear them come in the house, it's going to fuck me up, but I'll try to power through just for you guys. Also, I apologize. The, the uh, clasps or whatever the fuck on my overalls are going to make noise. I already know it's going to be annoying in the headphones. So... Basically, here's the deal, deal, dealio. I've been phoning it in my entire life. And if I'm being quite frank, I think most people phone it in their entire life. Otherwise, greatness would be much more common. <coughs> and I'm not judging people for phoning it in. I'm really not. Um, well, maybe I am unconsciously, but what I'm saying is like I'm not indicting them. I'm not like... I don't file them away in a category in my brain where I'm like, oh, you're phoning it in. I don't fuck with you. Because there's people I love that are phoning it in. They're my favorite people in the world. And I'm not convinced that achieving greatness is the meaning of life for everyone. Also, that's an endless philosophical debate. You know, we live in the West. In Western society, greatness is pretty intrinsic to or money, I should say, rather, and success within industry and financial gain, that's like pretty intrinsic to greatness or just like achieving things. Even if it's not to do with money, even if you're just like an athlete and you want to be the best athlete in the world and it's not about money or you want to be the best musician in the world, all of that is still a business because we live in the West and we monetize everything for for better or worse. I don't know. <clears throat> And uh, I beat myself up a lot because I know that I'm capable of so much more than I'm achieving. And um, not that necessarily you should beat yourself up if you're not living to your fullest potential because I don't want to impose my own ambitions or expectations for what you should do with your life on other people. Because this is what I struggle with. That's like a personal thing. If you're truly happy not achieving greatness or like reaching your full potential and just kind of like, you know, going to work, making it a living so that you can do things that you enjoy, surrounding yourself with people that you love, spreading the love, being a good person, generally just 
cultivating positivity and support and acceptance and and that's it. that's your version of your like what that, that's your version of life cool i how can i knock that great i don't know if you need to be achieving you know peak physical performance as well as like having this great vision this very detailed ambitious vision and then achieving it systematically I don't know that that's from me because I'm very like neurotic and I need to be able to define success in a black and white way. Like that's an easy way for me to define success and then achieve it. Whereas some people are less neurotic than me and can just kind of live life and just be a good person and enjoy life because really we're all going to fucking die. You're going to die. I'm going to die. We're all going to die. We're going to be dead, gone in this form. And what the fuck? You can't take any of that with you? Like, I don't know. You know? What does that mean? What does it mean? Because I would... Some could argue... Bro, it's windy as fuck outside. I love the wind. Um, <clears throat> some people could argue that you pass on... Because there is supposedly... Again, I don't know. This is all just bullshit. Bits and pieces of information that I remember from podcasts. You impart, it's not just like you pass on genetics that you can't do anything about. There's something else that your offspring inherits that you can acquire in your lifetime before they're born. So like if you become really good at a skill or like if you're a musician or an athlete, your children can actually be, uh, there's a better word than prone can be, mm, I don't know, inclined to those. They're, they're like already better than most people would be at those skills inherently. They're just inherently gifted at music or sports because they inherited that skill from you. So like they're not, maybe they're not going to pick up a guitar and be a virtuoso, you know, never having learned, but they'll just be inclined to that. Um, they'll have some instinct for it. <clears throat> so... Having said that, you could argue that you should be ambitious in your lifetime and acquire these skills and try to achieve your potential. That way you pass on those gifts to your children so they can have a better life. So I could understand that. But here's the thing about that. They're going to die too. So, you know, I don't know. What's the recipe here? How much of enjoying your life should you sacrifice to achieve your potential? Because one day you're going to die. And it's a scary thought. But is it... A, it's a pretty egotistical thing to say, and maybe just like ignorant, that I'm less afraid of death than I think most people are. But I don't know. Like by a smidge. By a smidge. Because I think about it all the fucking time, dude. Like, I'm constantly just thinking about, like, yeah, this all, we're gonna, we're all gonna die. I could die at any second. People just go, man. And I don't know where they go, but they go. Because I don't see them anymore. And we fear death because it's in our survival instincts. You know, that's how we perpetuate, perpetuate the species is like we are, it's in our coding, man. We run away from danger. Like it's, it's, we can't even control it. 
we go, we go into fight or flight mode when our lives are threatened because we want to continue on existing, the whole human species. Um, but don't you think there's a way that we could talk about death from birth so that like it's also this beautiful thing? You know, I don't think it like has to be scary. It just sucks. It just sucks because I think we could die better. We're all dying. <laughs> We're not maximizing our potential for death. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean. <laughs> that was like the raving of, oh my God, the ravings of a madman, dude. Like I'm, oh my God. I can't even tell you the thoughts that I was just having right now. What I sounded like. I'll be canceled. Uh, My point was that like, we're dying bad. We're dying like amateurs, dude. We're just going out afraid. Oh my God, I'm going to die. What happens next? That's amateur shit. Let's get our shit together and be professional dyers. You know, some people go braver than others. For sure. Some, I think some people got it down. Um, I think people who deal with death and see death more often, maybe, yeah, I just don't know. It's something we should talk about as a society because, like, we just kind of, we literally just pretend it doesn't exist. Like, all the time, we're just kind of shoving it in the closet. We're just filling the closet up with deaths, of, with thoughts of death, and then closing the closet. And it's just, it's just, it's going to burst out. I don't know what I'm talking about. Sweeping death under the rug, dude. Is, am I giving, I wonder if anybody who's listening or watching is like getting anxiety right now because I'm talking about death. So we were watching World War Z the other night and I love that movie just because it's fucking, do they start at 10, bro? Starts off at fucking 10 immediately in the whole movie. It doesn't let up. You don't get a break. Maybe for 20 seconds. But anyway, there's a scene where a dude, this like, uh, I don't know, he's in the military, might be a Marine gets bit by one of the zombies and he's like fuck he's got like 20 seconds or something before he turns and he's like fuck me he's like all right this ain't this ain't happening and he pulls out a gun and he kills himself before he turns you know that's a dude who probably has a better grip on death this shit went off the rails it's not what i meant to talk about but i am wearing all black i'm always wearing all black I've just been phoning it in. I know I can do better. And I, dude, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. Any fans of The Hold Up. Or even the three songs that I have out as Michael Garmony. But like, that shit's, like, it's good. But dude, it's like, I can do way better. I know I can. I can do way better. That shit's juvenile. It's kids music, dude. Which is fine, because I actually like kids music. <laughs> Not music made for little children but you know like pop um and i could just do better like that shit like i'm basically just like slanging pepsi right now and i don't want to slang pepsi i was just talking to my dad on the phone earlier and i uh was citing this like the steve jobs book there's a moment where he tells john scully who was the CEO of Pepsi. He's trying to get him to come be the CEO of Apple. 
and I'm paraphrasing, but Steve Jobs essentially says, do you want to fucking sell sugar water for the rest of your life, or do you want to change the fucking world? And essentially, I'm selling sugar water right now. And I I think, fine, that's fine for some people. But, like, I'm fucking smarter than that. I think that I can make music that, like, stands the test of time, which is... Almost an impossible task to do today because there's so much music and it's so easy to make decent music now because of technology and social media. Um, and I uh, just want to make shit that really like just pierces your soul, you know, like I-, I know I make music that makes people feel good right now, but I get sick of it immediately. There's this one song I'm sitting on. There's one song. I've been sitting on it. And Jordan, my manager, he called it. He heard it. He's like, this is the best song you've ever written. This is the one. So we're sitting on it. And it's the one song I feel could somewhat stand the test of time. It's not like a... Hmm. Like, I want to make music that age ages well. Because the music I make right now is like mainstream and it's pop. But it's not going to age well. You know? There's certain music... There's less nowadays because, I don't know, there's something about, like, the classic rock eras and stuff. Like, that shit ages well. That was, like, before the internet and everything. And I think once the internet became ubiquitous, music changed. Music became much more... It's like iTunes and then streaming. Like, when we, like improve the music experience, improve. We just, like, make it easier to consume music. I think it diminishes the quality of the experience (laughs) cylinders are firing right now dude i am onto some shit (laughs) anyway um because it just becomes like more like it's just it's just a throwaway experience because when you had cds when you had to burn cds it's so funny. People said this when CDs came out or when cassette tapes came out. People said this about records. And when records came out, people said this about uh, recorded music is the devil. It's ruining music. You should only experience music live. So I'm just fucking dating myself and I sound old as fuck right now. But there's something to what I'm saying. Um, and maybe recorded music is the fucking devil. But anyway, this fan, I was texting this fan. Fuck, I can't remember her name. I think I want to I shout out people in the community who say things to me. Uh, I can't remember. She said that, I think her name was Katie something. Um, anyway, I asked her, by the way, text me. My number is, this is proof, dude. This is evidence that I actually text people back all the time. My number is 213 213-214-0844. Uh, I'll put it on the screen right here. Charge my phone. Um, fuck. There's so many Katie's in here. I sorry. I can't remember which Katie. Anyway, she was like, I was like, hey, how did you hear about the holdup initially? And she said that someone burned a CD and gave it to her, and like a bunch of my songs were on it. 
And I'm just like, dude, that's such a fucking cool experience to just hear something with no image, no, like you learn too much about the artist immediately once you hear a song because you can just share the link from Spotify, or Apple Music, whatever you use in a text. And then they see the image. They like, it's like, you know too much immediately. There's this like magical experience where it's much slower, where you, with cds where like you hear the song and it's mysterious and you're like what the fuck is this you don't know if like this artist is huge you don't know if they're like completely unknown it's just different and uh yeah anyway i'm trying to think of artists that i think now have music that is classic that will like age well it's nearly impossible Damn. It's like nearly impossible, dude. Because everything's been done over and over and over again. Okay, this artist, Jay Paul, J-A-I-P-A-U-L. He's only got like four songs out ever. He basically put out this song called BTS to You. It's the, don't fuck with me, don't fuck with me. Um... And it's all like, boom, 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 clap. Anyway, that sounded like dubstep. I don't fuck with dubstep. Sorry if I hurt your feelings. It's not dubstep -y. But that came out, fuck, dude, 12 years ago. And everybody was like tripping because this dude didn't do interviews. He didn't do, there's, he had no videos. He had no social media presence. He just released the two songs, these two songs, uh, that song and this other song called Jasmine. And uh, it's mysterious as fuck. And then like a whole bunch of demos leaked. It was like an album of demos, and none of it was as good as those two songs, but they leaked. And that was it, and he peaced out literally for like 10 years, and then a year ago came out with two more songs, and they're fire. And his music will age well, I think, because it's kind of like era-less, and it's weird. Anyway, I think that like I'm smart enough and capable enough to make music like that, but I just don't aspire to i just like i guess i just got caught up knowing that like i could make music that would make people feel good and it's catchy and i shouldn't knock all the music i've made like it's good but i it's time to achieve something more i still want to make feel good music that's catchy you can have a good time too i'm not gonna go off and do some like crazy artsy shit that's like unlistenable i would never do that i love pop music catchy melodies are at the core of who i am you know and dancey shit shit that you can dance to I like to have a good time. I like to feel good. That's the core of who I am. So I'm not going to go make some fucking, you know, acapella album where I don't use words. I just use vowel sounds. <laughs> you know, like, I, anyway, my point is I've been phoning it in, dude. And you know who called me out on it? My girlfriend. Because she's smarter than me. And she won't take any of my bullshit. Um, which is another thing. Keep talking about this. She's a mystery. She has no social media presence at all. And uh, I think that's fucking cool. And I'll tell the story. I keep saying I'm going to tell the story of how we met. 
because I'm going to fucking marry her. I shouldn't have said that on this podcast. I should have said that on the next, on the podcast when I talk about her. But there's just some things happening where I can't talk about her yet. But that's kind of akin to, I hate to sound old right now. Like technology is great and shit and social media is chill. But like she had no social media presence. So when we first met, I wouldn't see her for long periods of time. And I also didn't have her number for a very long time. We would communicate through letters. And I couldn't remember exactly what she looked like in my head. And she's beautiful. And so every time I would see her face, it was this like overwhelming emotional experience. Just pure joy and happiness. Because she's so beautiful and I didn't get to see her face on Instagram anytime I wanted like everyone else I know. If I meet a cute girl on Instagram or in real life, I get her Instagram, I can just look at her, show my friends. I couldn't do that with her. So there's this whole mysterious buildup where like it just was, it was so fucking different. And it's the same thing with music, dude. Like everything's too accessible. It's overwhelming. And I wonder if this is just like every generation is gonna like complain or like find things about innovation and technology to to say are bad or diminishing the human experience or are we getting to a point are we head become like reaching a precipice where maybe like we have too much technology too fast and we haven't learned how to be responsible about it yet so that we still maintain like a really rich human experience i don't know Maybe I'm just a fucking old fart now. But the pendulum is swinging. Like, you do hear a lot of people, like, saying, you know what? I'm over Instagram, bro. Like, I'm taking a break. Social media cleanse. All the time. I don't remember people going, like, you know what? I'm taking a break from CD players. Like, I'm only going to listen to cassette tapes. Or, like, I'm taking a break from, uh, I don't know. I'm taking a break from AIM. Remember AOL Instant Messenger? I'm taking a break from AIM. I'm taking a break from MySpace. It's like too much. Maybe people did that, but I don't know. It just seems like there's so much in our fucking faces now that people are swinging the other way. They're like, yo, I just need to fucking chill. And I watched that movie, uh, was it called The Mid-90s, that Jonah Hill movie? And dude, it was so nostalgic for me because there was the single mom with the two kids and then she was like, it's Blockbuster night or whatever, like every Friday or Saturday or whatever. And dude, I remember that. Life was simple as fuck. You couldn't just have endless entertainment at your fingertips whenever the fuck you wanted. It's overwhelming. I can literally think of any movie I want to watch right now and watch it. Any movie. Anything. I can read any book I want to read right now. I don't got to go find it or get it. You don't have to work for anything. You can have anything you want immediately. It's crazy. I used to have to go to the library or put a library or a book on hold or like, you know, put my name in to wait for a book or go to the movie store. And if the movie was checked out, like I couldn't, if they were out, I couldn't watch it. Um, you know, porn was hard, harder to get. Uh, most people had like a family computer in the living room where you couldn't just like watch porn and jack off, you know, unless no one was home. And even then it was risky. And it's like, now, dude, I got porn up on my phone i haven't watched porn in months now by the way and it's i think that i'm starting to feel a shift in my mind 
sex is like my relationship with sex is changing. It's becoming I it this is an experiment that I need to let run a little longer to have definitive results, but like it's pretty tight what I think is happening. So highly recommend it. Uh not hating on porn. Do your thing if you're in the porn industry, but just maybe it's not for me anymore. Uh anyway, yeah, bro, it's like crazy. And some people don't even remember those days, which is fine. But I think that like my generation is unique because the generation before me didn't like grew up without the internet and technology completely. And the generation after me doesn't know anything but social media and the internet. But my generation grew up like half of our childhood without any of that shit. And then like we were introduced to it halfway through, like in our teen years. So we remember life before all of this. And we're, we know how to, we're like, we're accustomed to using all the technology and we understand life with everything. Whereas don't know a lot of other, you know, like it's, we're the only generation who has that experience. So like, we're kind of like, we're unique in that way. I think it's cool. Um, so talk all the shit you want about millennials, but. We got that on ya. Gen Xers. I don't know who's after us. Gen Z or uh, the me generation. Whatever. I sound old as fuck now. Let's see. What... We're at 26 minutes. We're doing pretty fucking good. Um. So yeah. I think that's all I really wanted to talk about. But... I'm like rethinking my whole approach to everything right now. Um, I want to save up a fuckload of money and I want to shoot. So, cause I have two songs right now that I think are better than anything I've ever done. They like are more, they're not timeless, but they're more timeless. They're more in the realm where they might age well. They'll age better than most of the other shit I have. And uh, I want to like, my dream has always been to shoot like big budget videos where like we can literally do anything. And since I'm not like rich, I got to take like six months to save up enough money to shoot like one video. And it's still not going to be a major budget video, but it'll be better. So that's my dream right now. I want to sit on these two songs, really finish them, save up a bunch of money and then shoot those videos. I thought about doing a GoFundMe. I've never wanted, or not a GoFundMe, but Kickstarter or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. One of them. Uh, but I don't like asking people for money and shit, but like videos are so ridiculously expensive to make good ones that it's like, I don't know, if the fans want to see it and they want to all like donate so that I can make the video, cool. Because the, the thing with music videos is I don't make any money back. So, yeah. So like I feel less bad like asking for money. I don't want to ask for money. I'll just put it out there and get a feeler and be like, do you guys want like a big budget video sooner? Because if you do... You guys could all put your, you guys could all go ins on a music video and I'll have it made. And if not, all good. I'll just save up my money for like six months and then we'll shoot the video. That's tight too. So yeah, I'm just think, rethinking a lot of shit. Like I don't want anything to be mediocre. Like mediocre, uh, ugh, makes me fucking nauseous. I fucking hate mediocrity, man. Um, so I just want to step up the music to like a whole new level all the merch, like some of the merch, like some things are misprinted or like the colors are off or like, and I'm sorry if you bought merch, like the shit is not happening anymore. Unacceptable. Everything's going up a notch. 
several notches. Um, I'm going to get way more serious about like being a better singer. Uh, I'm going to start like rehearsing and practicing singing for an hour and a half every day, at least, you know, just rethinking my life. I don't want to phone it in anymore. I've like been, I've enjoyed life, but like, I think that I've been disappointed in myself on like a semi-subconscious level for a long time because I know I'm capable of more. So, um, that's all. I fucking love you guys. Hope you're having, um, an okay time. Happy holidays or whatever the fuck. What do I do with my life? I got no training. It's all since I know, nay. Spend my days.